play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 183. This one is shit-packed with music. And as Eric pointed out before we were getting into it, uh, it's a mashup of Election and Halloween. And there's a whole bunch, and it's pretty much one or the other when it comes to this episode. And so we're going to get into it here in just a second. Real quick, let's run down this list. It is huge. October had a bunch of releases, so I'm looking forward to see what November brings us as well. And speaking of that, next Friday, November 6th, one of the last two uh, waving the fee days on Bandcamp, so get out there and get your Bandcamp stuff. Eric's band, Anonymous, they're on Bandcamp. Get out there November 6th, that's next Friday, after the election. After the election's over, what do you got to do anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> get on to Bandcamp yeah. next Friday, that's what you got to do. Yep, depending on the outcome, you're going to be looking for some uh, comfort music or party music. Exactly. Whichever way you're leaning. <laughs> exactly. All right, October 16th, Mad Caddies put out House of Fire EP on the 16th as well. Mob Mentality did a split with the Warriors. It's called the Brothers in Oi. Uh, Matriarchs put out Year of the Rat on the 16th. Speedway put out a self-titled on the 16th. The Blowies put out their self-titled on the 16th. Seaway put out Big Vibe on the 16th. Shady Street All-Stars put out Long Way Home single. The Damned put out the Rockfield Files EP all on the 16th. 16th was a busy day, and we're going to be playing uh, like three or four, at least three tracks just from that day alone on this episode. Class Violence, After the Fight single, it's two tracks. They put it out on the 18th, Zombie with two eyes at the end, no E. They put out Sounds Like a Porno, that's a single, on the 19th. Uh, Violent Unrest put out Close to Me, it's a cover of The Cure on uh, as a single. And that's on Bandcamp. We'll talk more about them here in a moment. But get out there and check that out. It's a cool cover. Vice Squad on the 21st. Uh, they put out Battle of Britain. Millie Manders and the Shut Up put out Telling Truths, Breaking Ties on the 23rd. Strange Light put out Adult Themes on the 23rd. Chamber put out Cost of Sacrifice on the 23rd. The Bouncing Souls put out Volume 2. It's an acoustic of tracks they've already released. Uh, pretty cool. I already listened to that as well. It's pretty cool. On the 23rd, uh, The Line put out Sour to Punker. It's an EP on the 23rd. Stolen Wheelchairs put out The America on the 23rd. Stoj, Stoj Schnack put out, uh, ooh, I lost my place, sorry. Life, Death, and Everything in Between on the 23rd. P-U-P, Pup. They put out this Place Sucks Ass, it's an EP on the 23rd. The Janitors put out Backstreet Ditties on the 23rd. Backbreaker put out Hooligans Single on the 23rd. Cardboard Box Cardboard box Colony put out a self-titled EP on the 23rd. The Agonizers put out a self-titled The Agonizers EP on the 23rd. One Voice put out Skinhead for a Day Single on the 23rd. That's a huge day the 23rd was. Uh, the 26th. That was just a couple days ago. Teresa Banks, they are Finland, and nobody's coming to the rescue. They just released that. On the 27th, they poisoned our father's single. Came out from Divided Heaven. On the 28th, which is today, that is Tuka's 
over Disneyland. They're from the Philippines, and that was released on Rusty Knife. They put out Kalbaryu in the native language there of the Philippines. On October 30th, coming up, War on Women is putting out Wonderful Hell. House Ghost is putting out self-titled House Ghost on the 30th. Nude Oil is putting out Dead Flies and Illicit Nature is putting out Slugger, both on the 30th. Look for Shenanigan Records, new record label. Both of those are getting released on it. Their first two official releases coming out this Friday, so get out there and check them out. Sub-Zero is putting out House of Grief single on the 30th. Violent Affair with Anthems of Defiance in a Dying World, Volume 4, which is Depression. We had that on the last episode. It's pretty awesome. Get out there and check that one out, too. It's coming out for you on Halloween. And also on Halloween, another band with Violent in the name. That's Violent Unrest. No Mercy EP. Just talked about them a moment ago because they released that cover single earlier. And on the 31st, they'll release No Mercy EP. Four tracks there. The Stun Grenades will be releasing Shit Boy. It's a single also on Halloween in November. The only ones we're going to talk about so far is Winning Streak on the 3rd. We'll put out We Need a Plan. Science Man will put out Science Man 2 on the 6th. Moral Mazes is putting out a single on Rad Girlfriend Records on the 6th. Knife Club is putting out Lockdown Acoustic EP on the 6th. Holy shit, that was long. Eric. What do you, what do you, uh, anything on there that you're looking forward to or you want to talk about here? Well, probably the most recent one I was introduced to were those Violent Affair uh, EPs that are going to be coming out. I'm looking forward to hearing that in its entirety, just yes. based on the, just based on the background behind them. Right. And, and the setup that they have going. Love the I concept mean, and love the story. Yeah. Uh, let's see, the both the damned ep and the bouncing souls compilation that came out yep those were yeah the damn that ep is wonderful just sounds like old school damn didn't skip a beat nothing i haven't said before uh the bouncing souls interesting take on quite a few songs particularly uh gone the acoustic uh, track of that just really uh i don't know it feels like the energy is exactly the same because that's one of the bouncing souls softer tracks when it's electric and whatnot so right so yeah, bringing it down to acoustic, it really didn't, really didn't uh, margin the energy at all. I'm um, looking forward to uh, the War on Women EP that's coming out. I just added the uh, <clears throat> the uh, new Pup EP, so I can listen to that as well. And yeah, I added a few things to my uh, to my Apple Music, so I don't forget to play them. Probably the newest Idols album that came out because I was listening to their old album today. And remembered, oh, yeah, they have a release out this year. I got to listen to that. Yeah, just uh, earlier this month, I believe. Uh, oh, no, I take it back. It was the end of last month. But, yes, it was September, so still new. Yeah. And, of course, I'm excited to hear the new uh, Violet Unrest. And I assume you're delivering on that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, real quick, I'm not going to touch too much on the tracks we're going to play on the episode because there's quite a few on here, but some that we'll probably get to in the near future as well. Uh, I've been liking the Millie Manders and the Shut Up stuff that they've been putting out. Uh, I like Vice Squad, so I want to check that out. I haven't yet, but the two tracks from Class Violence have that already, and that's great. Uh, I want to check out The Chamber, uh, Their Cost of Sacrifice, Stolen Wheelchairs. I've already been listening to that. The America, that one's good. Really want to check out that Rebellion Records release, The Janitors, Backstreet Ditties. I am intrigued by the name Cardboard Box Colony, so I want to check it out, but I haven't, I haven't heard them yet. 
Love Backbreaker, Hooligans, great single. Uh, One Voice, that single, looking forward to it. Uh, Right now, I think it's just on 7-inch, so there's no digital version to check out yet. But if you're over there in Europe, get your hands on it. The Agonizers EP is very good. I've been listening to that a bunch uh, whenever I can over the last week since it's come out. So get out there and check out that Agonizers EP. And I'm definitely looking forward to the Nude Oil and Illicit Nature on the new Shenanigan Records uh, that's coming out. So get out there, check all that stuff out. Let's get into some music, just like you were alluding to here a second ago. It is going to be Violent Unrest. We're going to kick the show off with Violent Unrest. Band here from Salt Lake City. A couple members in the band, but kind of role reversal for them. Uh, From Press Gang Union, Paige and Matt. Uh, Matt being vocals, Paige being drums in Press Gang, but reversing it here. So going from the oi into the hardcore. And when they go to hardcore, Matt drums. Also does some gang vocals here, you'll hear in the song. But Paige is taking it to the vocals uh, for Violent Unrest. Again, go check out that cover, that Cure cover. I thought it was pretty cool. It turned out great. But on this episode, we're going to play Broken Bonds. Again, it kind of fits the theme that we're going with. And so listen to the vocals, listen to the lyrics. You have It's a minute and 23. It's going to be a quick one. So stay tuned because it's going to be here and gone in the blink of an eye. It's not one of those... Uh, long metal tracks that we play that's like eight minutes long. So <laughs> stand by. <laughs> it's 123. Again, they're from Salt Lake. You'll be able to get your hands on this EP. I think if you go buy it now on Bandcamp, pre-order it, you get this track, Broken Bonds. And then on Saturday, you'll get your hands on the other three once it is released. So let's get into it. It's Violent Unrest. We'll see what you think. Broken Bonds. <laughs> Broken bonds. What'd you think? Uh, it sounds, it sounds like cutting, cutting through to the core, well, hardcore music with that, with that skinhead undertone. Right. And I guess that makes sense because of the. Uh, I mean, these are some of the guys who come from the Salt Lake skinhead culture, and uh, two of which were impressed gang union. Right. So it's a. You look at it as like a different punch, but coming from the uh, same fist. All right. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
It's a cool track. Get out there, check the other ones out. I was able to get to listen to the other ones before they're released, and they're awesome. So if you like that, you're going to like the rest. Check them out. It gets released this Saturday. Go to their Bandcamp page. Go check them out on social media, and we'll get to all the social medias at the end of the show. Eric, what did you pick for a new track on this episode? Well, it was a new surprising track in the fact that I had I had no idea that this band was doing music so close after the release of their latest album. The band is, of course, Bad Religion. Right. I didn't and know this was coming out either. When you put that on there, I thought, new. how new is this? And fuck, lo and behold, it was just, uh, just beyond what we talked about today. It was October 14th. We started on October 16th. Yep, just literally two weeks ago. And in one way, I am surprised because they just had an album that came out last year. And usually when they release singles, it's uh, to tease the fact that they are well, obviously working on new material, but maybe there is a new album on the horizon, but, eh, but who knows? But the other thing is bad religion is at like the, uh, excuse me, the height of their writing style and the state of uh, the country's political duress. I mean, you think some of the best albums they released, they were like in the Reagan years, the Clinton years and both the Bush years. Right. So now, yeah. So now they're coming back. It's the Trump years. They're taking, they're like uh, taking advantage of the situations. Like, let's see what, uh, what political songs we can write now. And so far they've, uh, they've written some good ones. There was some, probably a standout from the last album was the candidate. Right. <laughs> it's just straight satire of what, a what your political candidate would be is is saying, but wording it differently. All the promises I'm gonna make, and all look at all the stuff I've done, whatever. But that's not the song we're talking about here. The song that just came out this month is a is really more of a uh, generalization of of what the voter goes through when they're trying to pick which uh, candidate they want to elect. And the song itself is called "What Are We Standing For?" Because I mean, you do think about that, but it's, in my opinion. Uh, enlarged in election season, you think, what do I really, now what do I really relate to with this candidate? How is he going to benefit me? You know? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So those, uh, yeah, whether you deny them or not, or whether you stand for or against voting or whatever, that's just like uh, those thoughts circle circulate through our heads. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I believe this song is, uh, for lack of a better term, standing for <laughs> <laughs> well let's uh let's listen and everybody can make up their own minds uh what they think about it here goes what are we standing for it's bad religion an adventure in secular morality should be an insurrection to us all and the counterfeit political currency shouldn't stand as a patriotic That we made Or the blood that's spilled for someone 
are we standing for? Bad religion. It's a good track. It is a good track. It's uh, yeah, nothing not particularly, not particularly new ground for the for the band. I mean, they've always been asking those uh, those age old questions through uh, through the visor of punk rock, and and yeah, they're one of those bands that like to get your uh, to get your brain rattled, start thinking, be like, all right. I'm starting to ask questions not only about uh, authority or religion, even, but I'm starting to ask questions about myself. So it's nice to know they're still standing by that, and acted, and it's acting as a reminder. Man, it did come out in due time, I believe. Right, came out at the appropriate time, maybe, maybe even a little late. You know, I, I, I've been seeing because people have been receiving their ballots maybe a little bit before that. And after the last debate, the very last debate between the two presidential candidates, uh, I, I saw something trending on social media about people wanting to change their vote, right? Like they put their oh vote, yeah. they had the ability to put their votes in, and then what they saw on there, there was a hashtag that was trending that was about changing their vote, and people were looking to see if there's a way that they can get their <laughs> ballots back that they'd turned in, whether they went to a ballot box or put it in the post office to get their votes back and change their votes right so in that sense it's definitely fitting about three weeks before the election but even some people voted so early you know what i mean not that that particular song is going to you know change a vote for a person but you never know this time uh, of year or this time every four years or two years whichever way you're looking at it who knows what is going to influence individuals to make their votes whichever way yeah that's true. <laughs> and this next track right here, it is Stanley. They're the uh, great oi band out of Milan, Italy. Their first EP, awesome. They just came out with another EP, September 17th of last month. EP's called Dirty Job. Get out there and check that out. They've only been a band, uh, as Stanley anyway, since 2016. But they had a track on there called Election Day. Fitting, right? You know, a little... Yeah. month and a half before an actual election day here in the U.S., but they're in Italy. But if you know a lot about politics, a lot of the world actually looks at the U.S. elections and who's in charge in the U.S. government, including president. But as contrary to so many people believe, we are, don't live in a fascist country or a fascist state. Otherwise, you wouldn't have multiple parties and so forth and multiple branches of government that all kind of put each other in check. And they legitimately do. You can see that over the stimulus bills right now fighting over instead of just making it happen. They can't agree, but it's not one party or one group that's in charge. So one reason why there's delays. Anyway, the point is, is people around the world look at the U.S. and their elections and uh, have favorites and so forth. And you hear about people investing from other countries into elections, time, effort, money, whatever. But the point of that is, is this band put out a track called Election Day. They're from Milan, Italy. Check it out. I think it's fitting. And just as we were just talking, Election Day's officially next Tuesday the 3rd, but with so many people already able to take their ballots and turn them in, whichever way, mail them or ballot box. I've already done mine. I did mine last weekend and took it to the ballot box. So Election Day's been Election Day for a couple weeks, depending on where you live. But the official last election day is coming up for Tuesday. This is our election episode along with our great holiday tracks, which we'll be getting some of those here shortly. 
So let's get into Stanley and Election Day. Election Day, a fitting track, goes along great with everything else that we got going on in this episode, along with the holiday tracks. Not specific to the holiday part, but specific to the election <laughs> part. Eric, what'd you think of that track? Uh, that was like uh, some Italian oi, is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> you have the allegiance to Italy, the the Italian heritage, and, and, and uh, you know, you probably feel a, a yep. slight closeness to a band from Italy, right? Oh yeah, always do. Uh, but I surprisingly, don't know very many, uh, at least off the top of my head, any bands in general from Italy. Well, now you know one. Bands. One's going to come to yep. your head right now. Yep, Stanley. Yes. I just have to remember that name, <laughs> Stanley. Well, that was Election Day. Go check out Dirty Job EP. It's a great EP. Go check out their other EP. I really like Stanley. They are a great band. Let's get into the next one. we got a bunch of new tracks on this episode, just filled with new tracks. We have this one and one more. This band right here is uh, the Blowies. They are from 
Austin, Texas, and they're a two-piece band. So this duo right here, we've been playing a lot of duo bands, I would say, in the last year, but seems like a lot in the last little bit. But the sound on this one doesn't quite seem the same as so many of the other ones. So we'll see if it's, you know, maybe other people will disagree with that. Maybe they will think it sounds a lot like some of the other two-piece bands. But let's, let's let other people decide. Like I said at the top of the show, the Blowies put out a self-titled uh, album on the 16th of October called The Blowies. And we're keeping it going with the politically charged, election-inspired type tracks. The track that we're going to listen to from the Blowies is Russian Democracy. Again, they're from Austin, Texas. And we want to thank Sharna from Penny Loaf for PR for sharing uh, the Blowies stuff with us so we can check it out and listen to it with all of you. Here it goes, the Blowies, Russian Democracy. <laughs>
She's got a glass of white wine. No, oh, that's that is a wine glass full of vodka. vodka. What we saved while drinking alcohol, because this famous phrase from American movies, "nas duvudiye," it has nothing to do with reality. So let's get started. Oh, there you go. I thought I'd throw that little bit of, that's part of the end of the song in there for you. <laughs> blowies, the blowies, and that is Russian democracy. What'd you think? Sound similar to the two pieces we've been listening to or kind of have their own thing? Oh, this definitely had its own thing. I thought so, too. Right from, yeah, right from the beginning where they have that lifted riff from uh, Chuck Berry, any song, really. Right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, and on top of that, it just had that old... Uh, that old twangy rockabilly feel to it. Like, uh, but yeah, it doesn't sound like a very inviting, danceable song. Well, it does sound danceable, but it does say, it's just implying like, uh, hey, we got all this shit going on. <laughs> and this is us dancing to it. <laughs> right. I thought it was cool that again, they're from Austin. It's the Blowies self-titled album. Let's get into the next one. This is the last new track, even though we do have a few other tracks from 2020 on this episode. But this is the last one we're going to be playing in the new section. The band is Fast Friends. Back on July 10th of this year, they put out High T, Low IQ. It's an EP. If you don't know what that means, I assume they're talking about high testosterone and low IQ. You can get it from there. It's out <laughs> on Dine Alone Records. And I want to recommend the videos, so go specifically seek out Fast Friends music videos. Specifically this one it is We Broke the World. That's the track we're going to listen to. I like them. They, they have a lot of celebrity faces, but they used some sort of a, a software where, you know, a still shot picture of somebody, but you kind of have superimposed over somebody else's mouth and eyes, and so the expressions, and it looks like all these celebrities are the ones singing these songs, and they have a few out there. This one, I think, kind of fits the theme here. We broke the world. Listen to the lyrics. It's political in the sense that, you, you know, maybe not so much election, but in the sense of how uh, we run our countries and world, all, all of those things. And so it's political in that sense. Let's get into Fast Friends from High T, Low IQ. Again, go check out those videos. This track right here, We Broke the World. At the end of the road I don't even care if you take birth control No more Big stupid car with my name on the plate I remember when I thought Man, that would be great Oh no Oh no Look what we've done With the tits in my face I don't even know when I'm gonna eat again These days Tight leather skin Work done on my 
my face I remember when I thought man that would be great oh no big fucking cliff with my brains in the sky I know you're never gonna win if you never try oh no started in 2017 and again that came off of high t low iq ep they put out this year july 10th and see i wasn't familiar with them but with the information that was shared with us to check out the band uh, said that they have writing credits on uh for for tracks like the glorious sons everything is all right uh panic attack young beauties and fools a war on everything Pitbulls, Fireball, Panic at the Disco, Say Amen, Saturday Night, Weezer, Wind in Our Sails, and Last Days of Summer, uh, Nickelback, Song of Fire, and several others on there. So a lot of stuff that they have done themselves as a band. And again, there's uh, that video, We Broke the World. But go check out the videos, Fuck Ohio and Body as well. Uh, I checked out all the videos Uh Fuck Ohio and We Broke the World are, are very similar styles, which I really enjoyed. Maybe I'll have to share them out onto our social media pages as well, probably over on the Facebook page. Eric, what'd you think of that? We don't play a lot of, you know, that indie style of pop punk that this was, but I thought it was very fitting and I enjoyed it. What did you think? Well... As far as uh, pop punk goes, or the popular side of punk, it's a little bit tamer for my taste. But I do like the, I do like the idea that they're like uh, kind of contrasting this uh, tame thing with these thunderous beats. Right. It just feels like a, it feels very much like a slow burner, but just kind of adds to that intensity that they're, uh, that they're throwing across in this song. Right. I like it. So, I like the message. We broke the world. No, yeah. <laughs> now it's out for blood. <laughs> uh, it's great stuff. Again, that's Fast Friends off of High T, Low IQ. I just like saying that. High T, Low IQ. Yeah. 
It's still a fun. That's a fun album title. It is. Well, Eric, let's do a couple uh, older, lesser knowns. You're up first. What do you got? Oh, I got something that's on the opposite side of the spectrum as the one we just heard. Absolutely. We got a band. We have a band called The Grim, who came out a little uh, a little bit later in the days of uh, uh, Southern California hardcore that was uh, happening throughout the 70s and 80s, as they had formed in uh, they formed in 82, but didn't start releasing music until 84. But they were getting a name for themselves, and I still see the Grim come up quite a bit within uh, hardcore and punk rock circles, but I had no idea who they were. And and eventually I just got around, okay, let's see what the Grim is all about. And I found that they have a compilation album out in uh, on streaming sites and, and a live album, and that's about all you're going to get from there. And there's really no pure cut list of the records that they have officially released unless you go on discogs that's about as official as a list you'll see right because because yeah they don't have a wikipedia page or anything like that they have you kind of have to rely on word of mouth kind of like the old days as to what was released by those guys so it's kind of interesting to see that bands haven't really adapted to the to the new age of uh of streaming or whatnot but Discogs is a pretty reliable site, and they do have a few albums, a lot of EPs, singles, and uh, splits that they've done throughout the uh, throughout the eighties into the into the nineties. Like it, they were released around until the late eighties, but it went away for a while. Reformed in the uh, in the mid aughts a little bit, and as far as I know, kind of an off and on off and on thing like that. But that doesn't uh, take away from the fact that their music is good. <laughs> It's a, it symbolizes a lot of that uh, hardcore, uh, dipping into the world of thrash a little bit. So they kind of had a bit more of a metal edge on there, but not so much. You could definitely tell this was still very much an old school hardcore band that didn't have quite as big as a metal audience. But save for the song that I chose from their Live to Die album called Straight Up. This one, I actually heard some... I actually heard some uh, little riffage in there that sounds like it would be in one of those early thrash albums. It, it only lasts a bit of a second, though, you know, so you kind of have to listen for it. And you can just kind of get gather this sense, like the guitarist was, you know, I'm sick of just playing these alternating uh, power chords. Why don't we just tremolo pick it a little bit? <laughs> or maybe just some straight downstroke power chords or something like that. And that's what I heard in this song. And... Yeah, so that was a standout to me in the uh, in the Grimm's discography that I heard. So let's give it a listen. Let's see if it'll uh, let's see if it'll inspire you to go onto Discogs to search for some shit for yourself. <laughs> Thank you. 
Grim was straight up. Oh yeah, yeah. The interesting thing is, it sounds like a. It sounds like when a nuclear assault or a DRI were starting to um, cross over into that metal realm, and yeah, the whole. Uh, yeah, the whole song is that exact same riff. <laughs> right. It's just that it's just that downstroking, then a bit of a, then it only changes when there's a solo. But, but yeah, that's what that's what emphasizes their uh, punk rock background. It's like, yeah, we don't really uh, emphasize the fact that we uh, have musician musicianship, or that we like to build a song with uh, different riffs. We just decided to keep that same riff going. It's good stuff. Uh, again, what was that album? Would you say it was "Live to Die"? Because see. It was like what you said. For me to find that track, I didn't find the album Live to Die. I found that track off of Vigorous Blast Volume 1. But the album yeah. that it originally came from, like you said, which was released in 1987, was Live to Die. Yeah, it is. And it's also on the uh, the uh, compilation album that you can find on pretty much any streaming site along with a right. plethora of other really great tracks. Some are more... Some are more metal tinge like this one. Some are just more straight up uh, fast punk rock. So, yeah, which is good. Definitely leaves the, definitely plays with your senses. Absolutely. Let's get into the next one, the next track, uh, older, lesser known. The one I'm going to be playing, I guess it's a little older, uh, might be lesser known for some people. But this year uh, I played it as a great cover to cover album, though it's new this year. So, Fatal Blow released the album Generals and Soldiers on April 1st of this year. Uh, I think it's a great album and I actually played it as a great cover-to-cover -cover album back on episode 155 back at the beginning of May. So, shit, I don't know, how many is that, like five, six months ago, something like that? Yeah, it was five months ago. Uh, Almost six. Yeah, Generals and Soldiers. We played Generals and Soldiers and Rich Man's War off of that 
but a track that I thought is very fitting for this particular episode, which is also on that album. And they've got other stuff, too. you really got to check them out. If you didn't hear that episode or forgot or forgot to go check them out, you should. And it's, the, again, the band's Fatal Blow. The track that we are going to listen to for this episode is Party Political Bullshit. I like it a lot. You're going to see why here in just a second. Off of Generals and Soldiers, Fatal Blow giving us party political bullshit. It's that time a year two where we see way too many politicians doing talking, and that's what you get is that party political bullshit. Be on the lookout. Look for disruptors. There's too many politicians, but there are disruptors out there that aren't. Uh, at least you know everybody that eventually runs for office is in office as a politician of sorts, I guess. And even when they start running, I guess you consider them a politician. But look at their backgrounds. Look for the disruptors. That's what you want because all the rest, and we see so much of it right now, just feeding us that party political bullshit. Anyway, Eric. No bullshit. <laughs> that's that's older, lesser known stuff. Let's jump into the holiday stuff. Again, Fatal Blow. Go check out Generals and Soldiers. It's a really good album. Eric, what do you got for us on the holiday front? Well, this one was uh, the pick was inspired uh let's see by you but with a connection to uh page from violent unrest yes who uh who a little uh a little late in the suggestion but she suggested that you play the band silent horror on your halloween episode of punk annoy worldwide right yeah 
And but I didn't know. Like I told you, so when you don't know what you don't know, you don't know that you're missing out on playing something like that. So I was going to check it out. We talked about it. And look, you listened. You must have liked it. You picked something. I did like it. <laughs> yeah, I love the... I love the setup, and I love the idea of a of a band who considers themselves horror punk and just uh, going pretty much going for broke and making an entire album that has to do with a different well named horror movie, right? and that's what Silent Horror did in their album Silver Screen, which came out a little over a year ago on the fourth of October, and. And yeah, I decided to, uh, I gave it a listen yesterday. I gave it a couple listens because I was like, wow, where are all these uh, references coming from? And they reference quite a, quite a few horror movies. There's The House on Haunted Hill. There's Creature from the Black Lagoon. And they even have a song just straight up called Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess the film, I guess. Right. I think it has to do with uh, Dawn of the Dead or something. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But the one that stood out to me, uh, kind of biased because it's based off of one of my favorite horror films ever, like definitely within the top three, which is uh, American Werewolf in London. Excellent. And and yeah, they were a little uh, cheeky with the title uh, of the song here. They call it London After Midnight. Awesome. As if, as if you see the film, you know that the Wolfman is going around London causing savagery and butchery and all this, uh, all this grim bloodshed just going around. Anyway, so picture, if you know the setting, you picture London after midnight. You just expect like a, a pool of blood in Piccadilly Circus and just how it's just limbs fractured everywhere, some half-eaten bodies. It goes. It could go pretty grim. Awesome. That's what the movie really shows. That all the effect budget went into making the transformation scene. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. That thing was wild. But anyway, the song itself, "London After Midnight," it's a pretty much the whole band devolves itself in a in like that straightforward uh, poppy Ramon style riffing. You know, you have like the uh, the clamoring vocals on top of each other. There's the there's the melody that follows the uh, guitar pretty much. And had it not been for the uh, the aggressive nature and the tonage of the guitars, and and of course, and of course the style of the lyricism, you would sooner think of this as more of, as a song closely related to uh, the side of pop rock. But it's not. This is the fine line it walks with horror punk. So here we are, the uh, and Silent Horror with their song London After Midnight on the album Silver Screen. Five years to the day now you hear him say he's back from the grave. A creature of the night
cool horror punk band, and that's a great track right there. It really is. So, and yeah, I've listened to that whole album a couple times over, and I highly recommend it. About the only, uh, let's see, about the only thing that I find disparaging on it is they they couldn't have gone all out and called the called the album named Silver Scream instead of Silver Scream. <laughs> right, and uh, originally when I. Th- read the concept it was, i thought it was the you know some classic monsters which would give the silver screen more of that name but a lot of those movies are still classic horror movies hence the yeah. silver screen title so i think silver screen would have been very good too but i think the silver screen uh, that that's where the album title uh is pushing you towards is the the silver screen the classic horror movies yeah that's true you know i just kind of expect more uh Let's see, a barrage of tongue-in-cheek humor when it comes to horror punk. But whatever. <laughs> that's whatever. It's still one of those things that that makes you think. Right. Well, it's good stuff. Uh, I you know, I th- next episode we will probably play something too horror related because it'll be just after Halloween. Halloween is the Saturday, so I hope everybody has a, a wonderful Halloween. I hope trick-or-treaters are out doing their thing and here in utah anyway the weather's going to get warmer again so trick-or-treaters will have some decent weather it won't be freezing ass cold and it won't be one of those years where you trick-or-treat in the fucking snow at least here <laughs> in utah so lucky I them do that once <laughs> yeah i've me too hopefully none of them uh, will have to experience that but they won't have to this year here in salt lake city anyway but let's get into some great cover to cover albums eric you're gonna go first who'd you pick well I picked probably the most atypical horror-related band for a Halloween-inspired episode. Yeah, I chose the Misfits. What do yeah. you want from me? Right? <laughs> I don't know. But I realize now that this is episode 183, which is still 138 if you switch a couple numbers around. I like it. I like where you're going with that because that's what we played on 138. Yeah. Yeah, 138, I played the uh, Static Age album, which is my favorite Danzig era album. And this is kind of funny. You know, the numbers are a little out of order here because the next, the album I chose from the Misfits this time was their later years, the Michael Graves era. Okay. And, and yes, I am aware of uh, the disparaging remarks of Graves as of recent, and I'm aware that he has... <laughs> He is mostly disliked among uh, true Misfits fans. And, yeah, I can't say I'm technically a fan of him as big as I am for Danzig on a musical level, but also on a also on a personal level, because I don't think I really uh, trust Graves as far as I can throw him. <laughs> I, feel he's a, I feel he's a shady character, but that's just based off of people who have known him better than me. But I don't want to make this a whole uh, whether or not Graves was a good guy or not. But he did have a good voice. And and yes, he was in an album that was the original. My original, original, God, I'm so tongue twisted. <laughs> my original turn on to the band. It was American Psycho. Okay. Yep. When I heard American Psycho, I was... Uh, it was like an ease into into the Misfits. The original Misfits, I was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's a little too 
lo-fi for my taste at that time. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. So yeah, American, oh yeah, American Psycho. It was more, it was more polished. It was cleaner. It was easier for me to like jump in and just absorb everything. And yeah, years now, as I've uh, years from then, right now, <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I've appreciated to the nth degree the earlier Misfits recordings and i've grown to love those songs even more than most of the ones on this album uh but this album i still have i still have quite the soft spot for as far as the graves era misfits goes it's more or less hit or miss and i haven't heard really anything solid as far as uh, songs go as opposed to this album this was a great album front to back and and yeah you can say you can say what you want about the Greg's era misfits saying, "Oh, it was terrible. I can't listen to them anymore. It was good for one listen or anything." Okay, fine. That's your that's your opinion. My opinion is American Psycho still rips, and the song the songs are still fucking awesome, especially the two that I chose today. The first one I chose was something you'd expect the Misfits to have uh, written a song about earlier, "The Crimson Ghost," because I mean. That's what their logo's based off of, the Crimson Ghost. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's the that's the song that I chose. It's uh, you can you can label it as like the origin story of the Misfits, since we're kind of um, embarking off of the uh, Silver Screen adaptations into songs from the previous band. But maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself. I've talked enough about the Misfits and Graves and whatnot. Let's let uh, let's let the band speak for itself. Excellent. Crimson Ghost. there's your first one yep there you go <laughs> and i 
I really like that one because as the uh, sound in the later Misfits years got a bit more uh, polished, uh, yeah, most of the album does entail that. And this was them uh, harping off of their older years where it was like, okay, we don't have the technology to make a sound so crisp and secular and we can't really do a lot of melodies, even though they did. <laughs> but this one, uh, this one emphasized more of that thrashy, bashy kind of feel uh, from their early hardcore days and just showing, oh yeah, we still have some form of melody in here. So it sounds like a very old school uh, Misfits song grown up pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so it's still a good song. Um, my next pick I felt was a bit of a uh, bit of a remark into how how they were taking more of an advantage of of the melody that they could get away with within the studio. Now that they had the funds and they had a they had more of a back and forth between uh, Jerry Only and uh, Michael Graves was as far as their uh, vocals went. And, and on top of that, it just made songs sound catchier, despite how many, <clears throat> no matter how many lyrics they funneled into, into the hook of the chorus of the song, they still managed to find a way to make it catchy and quotable. And I felt that in the song, The Shiny. Awesome. So, so yeah, let's see if we can repeat the lyrics after this. <laughs> let's do.
Yep. And that's uh, Carol Ann, Carol Ann, the beast is coming. Carol Ann, <laughs> you seem so sick. Carol Ann, the beast that needs you. Here it comes, here it comes, coming out from somewhere inside your TV. <laughs> Very fitting. I, I like the choices here. Uh, good ones for this episode. Silent Horror and the Misfits, both uh, good ones. Uh, great Halloween or holiday style tracks, and you still have one more when it comes to your metal pick, but we'll get there. Mm -hmm. the, yes, we will get there. We are going to jump into some more uh, politically fueled type music, I suppose. Uh, the album that I'm going to do is an EP. It's uh, the Warriors and Mob Mentality did a split. They call it Brothers in Oi. came out on... Uh, Lake Town Records, and I think the official, you can buy the hard copy, and even digital, I believe. Digital should be out on the Bandcamp. It's definitely out on iTunes. I pre-ordered mine through the band here, the U.S. band, which is Mob Mentality. And so as soon as it gets in their hands, uh, I can't wait. And if you're not familiar with the bands, well, we have the Warriors, who've been around since 1981, who were based out of Kent in the U.K., but originally... Uh, from Hearn Bay there in the UK. Uh, Mob Mentality's been a band since 2017. Guys in the band or yeah, guys in the band have played in previous bands before that. And they're from Pennsylvania. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my 7-inch I've already pre-ordered. There's four tracks, like I said. It's very good. I've, I've already got the digital myself, and I really enjoyed it. It came out on October 16th, so it's still new. But I wanted to throw it in on this specific episode because I think the track titles that I'm going to be playing are fitting. The, the first one that we're going to play is going to be from The Warriors. And we're going to play the track they put on there, one of their two tracks. It's called Riot in Progress. So let's hear The Warriors with Riot in Progress. <laughs> Oh, they suck! 
progress here shit based on how what's been going on in the united states over the summer uh, i suspect somebody's going to be a little grumpy uh after election day regardless of who wins there's going to be some grumpy individuals and shit based off of the shit that i've been seeing pretty consistently since may yeah may through now uh, somebody's going to be a little unhappy, and I hear the election results may not be official because of mail-in ballots and stuff like that for maybe up to a week after, and then you hear about both sides uh, because of whatever theories about mail-in ballots or whatever else that uh, election results may not be official or they're being tampered with and whatever. So who knows how long it may take and from November 3rd until who knows when, I think there's going to be some riots in progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a... Uh, I, mean, I kind of envisioned that if it were to be in progress, it'd be something on the lines of uh, that South Park episode a bit over 10 years ago when it was Obama versus McCain and Obama won and then all of his supporters were out partying like mad college kids in the streets right and the guys who were supporting mccain they were looking to find a little hovel for themselves because they were hell-bent on believing that the world was going to end <laughs> because they lost the election right and <laughs> maybe not to that such an outrageous degree but depending on uh viewing what i've uh what i've seen the past uh four years with uh uh, 
with all this discrepancy in the quote-unquote United States, the uh, it's uh, it's not too far-fetched to believe that something of that caliber is is doable in this day and age. Yeah, I think there's going to be some unhappy campers, and uh, there always is. <laughs> you know that riot in progress kind of leads us into that and. The track that we're going to play, the other track off of there that we're playing from the EP, this one will come from Mob Mentality, and the Mob Mentality track that we're going to be playing off of the Brothers in Oi Split is Uncertain Times, and those are, and these are, some uncertain times indeed. Hopefully they become more certain here in, in the next few months or year or something like that, but not too distant future, hopefully. But this is Mob Mentality. I love this band. They are so great. Uh, again, they're from Pennsylvania. Go check out this split. Go check out both bands. Check out all the stuff they do because both bands are great. But let's play this one before we get into wrapping the show up. Mob Mentality with Uncertain Times. <laughs> out there and we're going to be playing another one that point out uh, the unity involved amongst the people you know not the politicians not the government and those things the the all of them they do a great job of dividing and that's how 
they win. And you'll, you will hear that here in a song coming up. And you have numerous bands have used this line, and it's been chanted numerous times, but the people united will never be defeated. And that's because mm-hmm. the, uh, the government, the one percenters, politicians, all of those have been successful thus far in our recent history anyway at successfully dividing the people on stupid-ass topics that if you really look at it, they are, they're piddly shit compared to the stuff that we should be uniting for, but they keep everybody worried about the other shit, and they keep winning one of these days. But songs like this, listen to those things, and you know we're going to play another one here to wrap the show up. But listen to that. That's that's true message. People united will never be defeated. You know, be be together, get together on the right topics instead of being divided amongst each other on the wrong topics. Eric, we're going to have you pick a metal pick, but then we're going to wrap up the show with something else just because this is the only political one and we probably won't do one in 2 years, so it might not be for 4 more years, Eric. I'm I'm putting that way out into the future. So I'm jam-packing a few few tracks here, and we'll get to those in a moment. Let's get your metal track, though. Yeah. Well, yes, I could have I easily gone, gone out on the limb and have tracked down some uh, politically-themed uh, metal tracks because I know there were a few. Right. I mean, coming to mind right now was Megadeth. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I still wanted to keep uh, – Heat metal in the Halloween realm, and uh, and yeah, there that is almost uh, you basically just like shoot at a dartboard, and wherever it lands, that's the song you play. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I hit at least uh, I don't know for those of you who play cricket, I closed out twenty on this one, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna sit and explain the rules of cricket. I was close to the bullseye. We'll say that. Because I went and because uh, I decided to go and choose a song from the Prince of Darkness himself, Ozzy. Come on, yeah. <laughs> it's almost a it's almost a cardinal sin to not listen to Ozzy in October. Well, really, any time of the year, but mainly October. <laughs> and and yeah, he's got a he's got a plethora of tracks that could be. Uh, it could be rendered as seasonal, you know, Bark at the Moon would have been an obvious choice. But sure. I decided to go with a uh I decided to go with a song that I think is a, a bit of an underrated gem from from his from one of his most seminal albums, No More Tears. And yes, No More Tears, the title track is extremely well known, the opening Mr. Tinker Train, and of course, uh one of my personal favorite Aussie songs, Mama I'm Coming Home, but to keep it uh, seasonal, I had to go with Zombie Stomp. Excellent. Man, it feels like a stomp. It feels like a horde of living dead creatures coming right at you. So, and they are aggressive. So, <laughs> oh yeah, don't believe me? Let's listen to this track. Let's see if you can envision Night of the Living Dead on this song. Excellent. Zombie Stomp. It's Ozzy.
that could have been in an 80s horror movie, an 80s zombie horror movie. I think that it sounds like it belongs in a soundtrack. Oh, it does. Maybe not a zombie one. D- despite the title being Zombie Stomp, uh, the lyrics actually are uh, more about Ozzy uh, fighting off the uh, inner demons that he let into his brain. Okay. You know, so he's stomping out <laughs> the little brainless figures <clears throat> that could be referenced to addiction, to alcohol or drugs or whatever. And, right. Or just the idea of like losing yourself to uh, to just become another brainless being that you see in the everyday traffic or whatever. So, <laughs> so yeah. It can be in a horror film. It could be in a psychological horror film. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this uh, this episode, that was the metal. We usually wrap it up with just metal, but I'm going a little bit different route today, and that is because it's a again, it's political, it's motor uh, election, and I want to throw a bunch of tracks in, and we played more tracks on this, probably like about four or five more tracks than we would normally play. So I'm gonna get to these last two, so we can wrap up the episode. This one right here, I wanted to throw on, even though I've already played it on the show previous, which I typically never do. But the band Gimp Fist put out the album Blood last year. And this one, Eric doesn't even know about. I just threw this one in kind of last minute. They released this August 3rd of last year on Sunny Bastard Records, the album Blood. If you're not familiar with Gimp Fist, they're from Darlington in Northeast UK. And I wanted to throw this in, even though we played it on episode 111. Uh, it was a great cover-to-cover album choice that I had, and we played this track and Louder Than Words from Blood, but Political Manipulation, it's only two minutes. We'll play it again. It's fitting for this time of our lifetimes, I guess, uh, this election time. Here it goes. Let's get into it. You can check it out. It's two minutes. Political Manipulation from Gimp Fist.
love that song. I wish that sentiment were true. I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. Dirty tricks are tearing us apart right now. I wish it weren't, but that's a message that I want to put out there, people. Let's see through the bullshit. Dirty uh-huh. tricks, political manipulation. It won't tear us apart. We can see through that. We just have to stay united. And on that note, let's wrap it up with the last song of the episode. This band is from Chicago. The band is Squared Off. This is a great band. They released, I didn't even know, it kind of snuck through way back in April 16th of this year. They released We the People EP. I just came across it within the last couple weeks and thought this belongs here because We the People, they have a track called We the People. That's what I want to end the show on, Squared Off, with the title track from their EP, We the People. Listen to the lyrics. We're going to wrap the show up with this track. Here we go with Squared Off.
That's what we need to look at, people. That is what we need to look at, is the people united will never be defeated. And we, the people, right? We have oh, a voice. Yeah. We have a choice. It is we, the people. Read how that Constitution and the founding fathers had an intent with it. It is we, the people. We need to keep it that way. And the way to do that is uh, the people united. How that's going to happen, I don't know yet. Definitely isn't <laughs> happening at the moment, that's for sure. So hopefully something something happens. I don't know what that's going to be, but uh, I don't see it in front of us. I don't see the answer. Somebody, somebody's got to do something. we got to get together. Eric, what would you think of those last couple tracks as we wrap up this special election episode? Well, they certainly weren't metal. <laughs> <laughs> they were not metal, unfortunately, but there's just so many, and I didn't know which ones to pick. But I thought they all belong. They all have a good message. Uh, they do. And, and yeah, I love the, uh, the age-old adage of we the people are united, we will never be divided sort of thing. Right. And, yeah, it's a, and yeah, it's a well-repeated line, and, but it still holds true to this day. You know, all we got to do is just remind ourselves of the, uh, of the sincerity behind that quote. Absolutely. And just be like, yeah, it's been said a ton, but that's because we had to say it a ton. <laughs> Absolutely. People need to just look at what the meaning of it is. It's good. Uh, I like those bands, Squared Off, uh, Gimp Fist, all the bands that we played on this episode, so many great ones. Going back to the beginning with Violent Unrest, the Bad Religion track, Stanley's Great, Blowies, Fast Friends, The Grim, Fatal Blow, Silent Horror, The Misfits, Warriors, Mob Mentality, Ozzy, Gimp Fist, Squared Off, like I said. Majority of those were Holiday, which... The holiday season still coming up. We don't want to forget that. That's why those for sure had to be included. And then it is election time. So those are on there as well. I hope everybody enjoyed it. You can find this show because we're wrapping it up now. Finally, huh? You can uh, find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Amazon Music. I believe Google Play Music has turned into YouTube Music. Uh, I don't. Yes. So look on yeah, YouTube Music, not Google, Google Play Music. That's a, a typo there. Look on Player FM and also at SLCPunkCast.com. You can find all these bands on Instagram at Violent Unrest, at Bad Religion Band, at Stanley underscore Oi Official, at The Blowies, at Fast Friends Music, at The Grim Band, at Fatal Blow underscore Official, at Silent Horror underscore Official, at Official Misfits, at Mob underscore Mentality Oi, at Warriors underscore HQ. At Ozzy Osbourne, at Gimp Fist or Gimp underscore Fist, at Squared underscore Off underscore Band, and the show is that SLC Punkcast. Damn, that's a long list. Eric, where can we find you? <laughs> As usual, you can find me on Instagram at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. My band also exists on Instagram at Anonymous SLC Band Official, and. That band also exists on Facebook at anonymous, uh, at anonymous band SLC. I'm sorry, I'm mixing up the Facebook profile with Instagram. Instagram is just at anonymous SLC. Excellent. Or at anonymous band, at anonymous band official. There, there we go. So many, we have so many usernames. <laughs> we have, especially our Bandcamp. Our Bandcamp is at 
is anonymousslc.bandcamp.com and you can find uh, find us on all the streaming services under anonymous slc so yeah slc comes up a lot so maybe just look for that <laughs> go look for anonymous on november 6th fees are getting waived on bandcamp and on the next episode of slc not slc but punkanoi worldwide doing a bunch of new tracks from september but i included one from october 1st and one from october 2nd and one of those releases is anonymous different track than what we've played that's going to be on the next episode of punkanoi worldwide that'll come out here in a couple days and something super awesome which we hadn't really talked about because we wanted to make sure it happened before we talked about it but we officially did it and we talked to uh, Pete and Lou from Sick of It All. That is coming within the next couple of days. Special episode of SLC Punkcast. So be on the lookout for it. It'll be here by the weekend. So check that one out. They put out a book, The Blood and the Sweat. So be on the lookout yeah. for it. You can find all the bands that were on this show on Facebook at Violent Unrest, at Bad Religion, at Stanley Oi, at The Blowies, at The Grim Band, at Fatal Blow 161 at Silent Horror Punk, at Misfits, Mob Mentality's got a page, at The Warriors HQ, at Ozzy Osbourne, at Gimp Fist, at Squared Off, the show's at SLC Punkcast. We've talked a lot. It's probably a long episode we've done in a while, but again, a lot uh, of extra tracks added on for reasons already discussed. Eric, any final thoughts before we end it? Well, I haven't been talking much about the uh, political agenda that's going to be... upheaved in the next uh, few days but yeah i do want to more greatly emphasize the uh uh the rhetoric of trying to keep trying to keep ourselves united and yes unfortunately it's a common day practice of narrowing down your friend group based on politics themselves but just remind just remind them that it's not based on it's not based on the candidate that they vote for. It's based on why they are voting for them. Correct. Yeah. Make so, an educated choice. Exactly. You know, and just think that of yourself, but think that of the people that you relate to. You know, it's uh, you know, the uh, way that politics and the government gets, uh, you know, gets the upper hand on us is that they are, is because we just assume people's character based on a based on just like a little flick of the just on a little flick of the ear pretty much where it's like oh he's voting for trump well i hate him you know and right well it's a yeah well it's understandable it is pretty objective you know absolutely but if you uh but if you would come across uh someone who accurately displays their intelligence and their reasoning as to as to voting for somebody then then you just listen, you absorb, and then you decide whether or not you want to keep them close or you want to keep them, you know, further than arm's length away. Right. You know, that's the real way to tell if someone is a uh, a bad egg, so to speak. Absolutely. I agree. That's a great statement. And to anybody who is still listening on this long episode, you're amazing. Thank you for hanging out and listening to some great music with us and listening to us talk about it. Join us on the next one. We'll be on the lookout for that awesome Sick of It All interview. Eric and I had a great time and can't wait to share it with you. Until the next one. Chris, play the fucking outro. Outro.